Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with a special guest. I mean, it's Spooktober, everybody. You heard the intro. I feel like there's no better way to start off Spooktober than to have Matt Owen himself join us on the podcast again from Super Gamecast 64. How are you doing, Matt? Hey, baby, Spooktober. It's my favorite time of the year, Doug. Spooktober, ooh. So Super Gamecast, we do something a little bit special. I feel like your audience is not getting the maximum amount of Spooktober possible, Doug. So I'm going to shove this uh, your way. I need you to play the file I just... Play the Spooktober music, Doug. Oh no, here we go. Classic oh tunes. my god, that uh, I shit my pants. That was too scary, Matt. No, Don't do it that sh- to me. <laughs> if you want that that song, you cannot buy it anywhere. You have to re-listen to this episode or the Super Gamecast 64 Spooktober episodes from past years in order to get that delicious 30 seconds of audio or 20, however much you heard. It was great. Spooktober's awesome. I'm so happy to be on Almost Better Than Silence. Doug, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I feel like you guys are the, the people who coined Spooktober. Am I right? Oh, <laughs> I don't you know, some people say that they made it. Some people, ah, I have the classic Spooktober recipe passed down from my grandmother for Jen. I don't know, dude. Spooktober many the time moons of ago. Whoever made it, you know, it's not who came first, chicken, egg. It's really who makes it the spookiest. And I'm not even going to say that I make it the spookiest. I just make it pretty good. Regardless, you listener are in for a hell of a show, Doug. What's been new? I be. I feel like before we get into like the meat of the spookiness, yeah. We should, like, at least touch on some game stuff that's been happening. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely... This is a video game podcast for anybody new. I'm sorry if you're new. I appreciate it if you're new. Um, Hey, welcome to the show, baby. Trying to talk about video games. There is a bunch of stuff going on in the news lately, so maybe we can talk about maybe that a real little. Brief. We'll save like the. I don't know if you guys have been talking about like the new consoles and stuff. We should save that for another time. Yeah. I, I'm going to be getting an Xbox One on, or an Xbox One. Look at me doing the thing that everyone's going to do this holiday. Oh, no. I'm getting an Xbox Two. Fuck you, Microsoft. I'm not using your marketing lingo on release day. So we could always, you know, roll back around in November and you could have me on. We could talk about the new system if you want. But for that now, sounds let's, keep great. It, let's keep it somewhat spooky. But there's important things, you know? Yeah, they should have called it the Xbox Two. But no, really uh, speaking of important things, I saw that RuneScape is finally going from browser to Steam in the year 2021. And I feel like... Huh. Do you think there's going to be an influx in players? I feel like people never stopped playing that game, but I definitely did. I, I, I loved old school RuneScape. Wasn't there like an altered version of it? I was it just was- going to say that. I think that you're going to have this kind of weird roller coaster of RuneScape interest, and it's going to be those OGs that were always on who might have fallen off, but hey, you know, RuneScape's back in the news. Maybe I'll pop on, do some fishing, do some cooking, do some scamming, you know, whatever people do yeah. on RuneScape. But there was Kill some that, chickens. Yeah, whatever you do, whatever you want. There was all... Ooh, speaking of... Spooktober, my favorite quest from RuneScape. You go into a haunted house. It's like level 10 or something you do it. What? This is taking me back, Matt. Yes. You like this? No, I hope it really is because I didn't remember it until right now as well. It's like a haunted house kind of, not a Spencer Mansion Resident Evil style, but like a, it's almost like a Sims house. And you go in there and you gotta like look at some creepy paintings and stuff. Regardless, fantastic. Um... Oh, Resident Evil. There was a thing about Resident Evil. Before we get to that, RuneScape's great. I liked RuneScape. I did try when they did the, uh, whatever it was called. It was some new, I think it was called New new School RuneScape? No, it was called Old School RuneScape. But it was a new client. That's Um, confusing. Yeah, right? So this one is just, is it RuneScape on Steam or is it Old School RuneScape on Steam? Because they had changed some stuff. That's a fucking good question. I'm going to look real quick. Um, Regardless. it looks like new school. I could, I could be wrong. Don't quote me. Well, it's uh, there's definitely ways to play RuneScape in the year 2020. So if your outlook is as bleak as most people's, why don't you fire up a little bit of RuneScape? How bad could it be? The uh, the Resident Evil thing, Doug, unless you wanted to reminisce more about scaping nope. the runes. If you have no money and you want to get, you know, scurred, you could do the Haunted Mansion mission in RuneScape. I'm assuming there's no more monthly fee, but who knows? They could be cashing oh, that Lord. out. 
Um, the thing I wanted to talk about Resident Evil real quick uh, is that Resident Evil, the brand, Capcom, the people who make Resident Evil, they announced recently at the Tokyo Game Show that there will be a 25th uh, anniversary celebration of the Resident Evil franchise in March 2021. There has not been specific stuff said about it, but uh, various different things. It's going to be all sorts of fun about Resident Evil. I feel it, it fits now. It'll fit in March because everyone loves Resident Evil. I'm just going to be thinking that they're going to be doing the Resident Evil 4 remake. That's when they'll announce that. So that's my little almost better than silence prediction. Yeah, that's a really good one. I I bet fans would lose their shit over that. Um, Personally, I I just my love of Resident Evil goes back to the very first game. I remember being in like a mom and pop like movie rental shop in my local hometown. And they had PlayStation 1 games that were like the size of like textbooks like i don't understand they were so large and one of them was yes resident evil and i remember being pre-teenager being like taking this game to my dad being like can we buy this he saw it was rated m and was like i don't know dude and then he was like but he knew how much i wanted it and he ended up buying it for me so i was playing that game at a way younger age than you should have been but man i remember the opening sequence with like the zombie like turning his face and i just like shitting my pants as a young kid very spooky franchise and i'm i'm glad that they're celebrating 25 years as a franchise that's insane We've had this conversation on the show before, but I feel like it bears repeating for fun, and maybe it'll be different because we're, I'm forgetful, I don't know about you, Doug, what's your oh, favorite dude. Resident Evil, Doug? Uh, favorite? That is very tough. I I want to say four, that was very fun. I think you said two, or maybe I, no, 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 I remember what I said. I said I tell everybody it's two, but I had not actually played two at that point. This was before the remake came out. Now that the remake's out, I can say securely 100% that my favorite Resident Evil is probably, I don't know, probably Resident Evil HD remaster. It's not two, guys. Two is really good. The remake yeah. especially is fantastic, but I think classic HD uh, or the remake of Resident Evil that's available on God near everything now. It goes back to GameCube. You're not wrong at all. In fact, yeah, just the original game that this just the mansion, everything about that Raccoon City Police Department. It just it's just a vibe, and I love it. It's it's my aesthetic, boys. Was there anything else in the new? I can't even think. My brain trying is- to think. Okay, yes, there's a big one, and it's Animal Crossing. We got uh, a new update for Halloween. A uh, big Halloween. fall update. They're adding all sorts of things with pumpkins and stuff. I mean, you can buy. Candy. I remember. Or people were saying like, oh, Animal Crossing was huge earlier in the year, uh, and it's going to fall off after a while. And it seems like people did step away from it. I yes. think there's still people playing nonstop. It there just like depends. Are. There definitely are. So I feel like this is for those people and also to try to bring some people back to the game. I don't know. I still think this game deserves to be in the conversation for game of the year because it was very well received. There's a lot of games at the beginning of this year that I was like, I don't know if this is going to be a, you know, a big contender year for game of the year stuff. And then, oh man, this, this summer and, and then the winter coming up, there's some big hitters already, boys. We had The Last of Us 2. That was a scary game. We have The Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. That was scary if you're Mongolian. We have Yeah, the ghosts. Right? So many spooky ghosts. There's so many good games. I can't wait. We're going to have to come together at the end of the year and do... I think we've discussed this already. Maybe not on the show, but we should do some sort of end-of-year fun activities. We must. Yes, that sounds great. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, there's what do you want to? There's so many things to talk about on the Spooktober. I always love Halloween because it's my one time that I can just talk about horror stuff, which is other times people are like weird about it. I feel like horror games, you know, get the kind of meh, next to fighting games a little bit. For sure, and I'm a massive pussy, so I don't even play these games. Classic, often, and that's Doug. one thing I need to get your fucking input on. I'm streaming a lot more lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitch.tv, ABT Silence, check it out, uh, yes. listener. But that's the thing. For the month of October, I am going to exclusively be playing horror games, and I'm very unfamiliar with them. You're, and I you want sound to get your scared. You sound scared I, I, trying I'm, I'm to I'm terrified. I can't even speak. Uh, but that's the thing. I have the Amnesia collection for free. I sure. think I have uh, Until Dawn. So there's some games that I have in my PS library, but I've yet to really touch them. So I'm just curious, which would you uh, set me down the path of for Halloween? You know, I was going to say we should do a big thing of recommendations. This is a perfect time to do a big thing of recommendations. Doug, yes, please. Doug, here we go. And for the babies and everybody, because like Doug, he's a baby. He don't want to be too, too scared. The part, wow. Exactly. The part, the fun of Halloween and Spooktober is just coming up to the edge of that fear factor featuring Joe Rogan. And then just slightly, you know, <laughs> titling on it, feeling where you're comfortable. And some horror games can be whew, pretty terrifying. I'm not going to lie. So, Doug, yeah. I'm going to tell you what you should definitely play. 100%. Oh, yes. Whether or not you are in the most scared mood you've ever been or in the most jovial mood, Costume Quest, baby. Costume Quest. 
Because you're, I, I already hear the silence. You're like, what the, what's yeah, Costume I, Quest? I'm man? Googling it now. Costume Quest 1 and 2, baby. They're, they're made by Double Fine. If you don't know what Double Fine is, it's the people who made Psychonauts. You know, Psychonauts. Yeah. Double Fine has a penchant for doing like these really cutesy, kind of offbeat, little weird games. Um, kind of like Knights and Bikes. Costume Quest is a thing most people haven't heard of, which is very sad. Because it is a turn-based role-playing game that is made for people who don't play turn-based role-playing games. You play as one of two twins twins, brother and sister, the night of Halloween. You go out, the whole entire adventure is you're going door to door, knocking and trying to get candy. Candy is kind of like your experience. Uh, you have different costumes you can wear. I, re- I feel like I've recommended this before on this show. I don't even think you have because this is new to me and God damn it if this game doesn't look cute as fuck. There's an assortment of costumes you can find and collect as you go. Those costumes become your summon, your big super move um, in the turn-based uh, game. The uh, Eventually, you know, you level up enough or you get enough bar and you can turn in to whatever your costume is. So... During the normal game, you're just like this cute little kid running around in like a robot costume. But as soon as it becomes a battle, you're like a 20 foot tall Gundam using rocket punch and stuff. And like Paper Mario, the mechanics are very, very simple. They're made not for kids, but, you know, fun for the whole family, but not stupid like that. Uh, The story itself is that whichever the brother or sister, whichever one you don't choose, they get kidnapped by goblins. And I don't remember what it is. They want Halloween candy or something. So essentially you go on this this Halloween adventure. It takes place on Halloween night. It starts in your neighborhood. You go knocking on door to door getting candy and eventually move on to different places like a... And here's where I'm going to get confused between one and two because they both take place on Halloween. They're both trick-or-treating turn-based games. You go to a sure. mall, I believe, at one time. I think there's a fall festival, like a harvest festival. That might be in the second one. Uh, you go, you know, walking down different streets. You meet up with different friends. Basically, if you are somebody who wants to play a Halloween-focused game but you don't want to get scared or you want to play a Halloween-focused game and you don't care if it's scary or not, you just want something that's really good for Halloween – Costume Quest 1 and 2. They were on PlayStation 3, uh, Xbox 360. I believe if you have Game Pass, you should be able to access them on PC and Xbox. And I believe they have been re-released for PS4. Regardless, they're Damn. older games, so they won't cost you a lot. Um, yeah, and they're, I'm seeing it on Steam right now. Uh, the first 10, one's 15, 10 bucks, yeah. and then you can get 20 for both. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. I would, I would tell anybody... $20 for both of those games, I would pay 60 for them. I know that's like a thing that it's not like I have the money, but if they released both of those games as a remake and charge 60 begrudgingly, like I purchased Super Mario 3D All-Stars recently, I would oh, purchase Costume Quest Remake, Remaster, whatever. They're cute. Um... If they it, sure look it. If that idea sounds... Sorry, Doug, did you have like a recommendation or did you have one you want to loft no, out to the I'm, I'm all ears for the recommendations on this because that, that's the thing. I'd want to try some different things out during the month uh, of October for the stream. And God, this game looks cute as hell. I can so, definitely pick it up for a stream. Maybe if they have it PS4, I'd prefer that. We're going to... I feel like PS Now might have it backwards compatibility. You might have to check me on that. Oh, but I feel sure. like I looked at their list and it was recently around there. It might be me confusing Game Pass. Uh, if the idea of a more laid back kind of non-horror Halloween game sounds fun. There's also a game, speaking of Game Pass, that just landed on there. It's called A Night in the Woods, uh, or just maybe Night in the Woods. You might have heard of me talk, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, I believe I brought this up on the show two or three years ago when yeah. years, when I originally played it. Long story short, the whole game is not Halloween-themed. You play as May. She's an anthropomorphic cat who has come back from, not dropping out of college, but she's taking a break. You come back to live with your parents, and it's a very introspective game as she she spends her days walking around the town uh, while other people are at work, while other people are at school. She's trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. She walks through this little cute town. It's, you know, suburbia, a nice little village where she meets up with her other friends. Every day you can kind of hang out with one friend or another. It's very laid back. It's an introspective narrative driven thing. But the reason I say Halloween is because the crux or the climax of the story is it takes place during their harvest festival. And Night in the Woods is one of those games that starts out very chill, very relaxed, and it maintains that gameplay throughout. But at a certain point, the game goes, hey, this is way more dark and serious than you thought. And because they hold this very honest, and I'm going to say introspective again, but this very honest and grounded tone throughout the game, it makes the characters feel real, even though they're cats and dogs and whatever. It kind of makes you feel aloof. You get immersed into the world, and then they take this really not super, super, super dark. It's not like M-rated. If it is M-rated, it's for the language. But a very noticeably dark turn, and you're like, oh, this borderline is horror, but not... It would be more like psychological thriller. 
And okay. once again, the crux of that takes place during a Halloween festival. Everyone's dressed up. It's an autumn thing. And it really embodies the vibes of that game. Because like I said, you go day after day, and it's during the fall. So it's a fun Halloween-ish game. Um, yeah, definitely. I love the cat main character. You already sold May. me that. She's so And like, if you've ever played Oxenfree or After Party, uh, if you haven't played these games, sorry, but it, it, there's a certain kind of writing um, a short hike also reminded me of Night right, in the Woods I, writing style. It's that's what I mean, Doug. Is it's like it feels personable. It feels like it was written by a real person who is just kind of almost inhabiting the character, right? Right. It's it's so it's uh, without using weird words. It's like intimate, but you, and then so when they drop these kind of psychological horror aspects on you, are like, oh, I was not preparing for this very cutesy. <laughs> it's all it's all kind of like not hand drawn, but it's like cartoonish animation stuff. It's yes, I would just recommend you type in Night in the Woods and look it up because it's very identifiable. Once you see it, you'll be like, oh, I get what they're going for. But otherwise, Absolutely. you might be thinking of some weird cartoon thing. Can you think of, Doug, any other horror-ish game? That's like, I try to get there during okay. holidays, too. Things that aren't, like, Christmas-themed, but, like, take place on Christmas. Like, Batman Arkham City. Recently, we had Alien Isolation drop, I'm pretty sure. Isn't that a new game, or am I missing? Everyone's playing it recently. Alien Isolation is, like, two or three years old. But I believe oh, there was some damn. sort of, um, maybe it got, like, re-released on something. Alien Isolation is also, it's a horror game that's kind of like an outlast or an amnesia where you can't really fight. You're more, like, hiding and running. So it's more accessible for people. But Alien Isolation's heavy on the stealth. In fact, it is super scary. Highly recommend people play it, especially if you like aliens and H.R. Geiger shit. But right. it's tougher than, you know, say, like, a costume quest, obviously. Um, I would say that it's tougher sense. than even like, like Outlast. I mm, I feel like I brought that up last time, but Outlast. If you're a person who likes first person games, but you don't like doing combat and you want to be scared, Outlast is a story about a guy who goes and uses his video camera to investigate a mental uh, institution, uh, an abandoned asylum that isn't abandoned, or f- something like that. So if you like found footage movies. There, yeah, and if thing. we're revisiting games we talked about last year, I still never beat Prey, and I'm going to do it this year on Prey stream. Street. That's the thing. I feel like I love that game. It is scary. It's spooky. It, it's checking all the boxes. Prey's but uh, I just got to beat the fucking game. And then uh, what's the other franchise I would like to get back into, but don't even think I have the games? Uh, the Dead Space franchise. That ah. looks really fun. I mean, it's very ah. similar to Prey. I was, uh, so fun fact, uh, little plug for me, little plug. I oh, also have a website, Super Game Site, S-I-T-E, like a website, SuperGameSite64.com. Last year, we did a, you know, best games to play on Halloween article. This year, I'll be doing another, you know, top five scariest games to play, Halloween games, whatever. And Dead Space is one of those franchises that I, w- I really wanted to hone in on because I think all three Dead Space games are good and worth playing all for different reasons. Like, if you want that super isolationist, like, horror, ah, uh, everything that's in the shadows is going to kill me, Dead Space 1. If you want a little bit more action, but still, like, the sci-fi stuff and, like, body horror, Dead Space 2. If you want to play Dead Space, but you don't actually want to be scared and maybe you have a co-op friend, Dead Space 3. They're all... V- Interesting. Yeah, Dead Space 3 co-op is really, really, really cool because small spoiler, uh, not spoiler, but, like, a small mechanic thing... There's sometimes uh, your co-op partner who's playing on a different screen. It's not split screen. Your co-op partner will see things and or enemies that are not in your game. So it during comms, you know, your co-op partner will be like, whoa, did you see that monster? And you're like, no, what? And there's this whole kind of persistent thing throughout the game experience, the co-op experience of who's who's seeing what's real and who's the one who's crazy because like yeah i played dead space 3 through the day it came out co-op and (laughs) my buddy had to send me a picture of his screen because he came into a room (laughs) that literally he was like do you see the giant nutcrackers this whole place is like an icebox i'm like what are you talking about dude we're in a hallway and he's like no dude i'm seeing something completely different i was like bullshit Send me a picture. That's wild. He, he takes a I picture on his 480, you know, potato phone. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I guess I see where it is. It's cool. Anyways, Dead Space. Yeah, that cool. as a mechanic is insane and definitely mm-hmm. psychologically fucking with you too. That's really cool. I, I appreciate that. But that's the thing. I don't know if I know anyone who also would own Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3 is like eight years old at this point too. And it's like exactly. only on Xbox 360. And I think, well, and it's yet I want to start with the first game. But then again, with that, I don't really know. I, 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 no, I start with I'm the first right. game, dude. Dead Space 1. I should? Yeah, okay. Dead Space 1. Prepare your butthole for the jump scare at the end. Everyone, ha, that's the one that gets them. I gotta tell you, though, because otherwise you'll be, like, screaming like a little girl on your stream, yeah. and I don't oh, want no. you to be on the internet forever as the, you well, know... Well, that's the, the thing. 
some streamers, since it's like September and shit, they're like setting all these goals, or it's over now, we're in October, but they were saying how uh, if we get a certain amount of subs, we'll uh, play Five Nights at Freddy's, and I'm like, oh god, I want nothing to do with that game. Have you any familiarity with that franchise, and isn't there a sequel out now too? Five Nights at Freddy's, my friends, if you've never heard of Five Nights at Freddy's, it was a game that blew up and was so so popular that I believe it holds the record for most sequels within a specific time space. I think it's like five sequels or four sequels came out within a single year. I th- There's more than one. Oh, yeah. No, there's, <laughs> I believe, and you can quote me with a little Google search or correct me, I should say. I think there's nine. If, if we're oh, talking about God. straight up Five Nights at Freddy's, like different games. I mean, they've been released on different platforms, so I feel like there's probably dozens of them or do- dozens of versions of them. Um, but Five Nights at Freddy's is just jump scare the game. It's like the, uh, you're, you're in a haunted, uh, Chuck E. Cheese and you're playing a security guard. Not all the time. Sometimes you're like a, a old employee. One of the Five Nights at Freddy's games takes place in a kid's bedroom, but it's always watch these monitors and try and see these animatronic dolls that are like moving around. The new one yeah. is Five Nights at at Freddy's subtitle I don't have in front of me coming out on PS5. I believe it's uh takes place at the sister location. Let no, that's another one. Five Nights at Freddy's is good if you're streaming because it's it's a guaranteed scare. I've seen some streamers who do uh they're like, yo, donate enough, and we'll do jump scare notifications, you know, where it's like when somebody oh, subs, shit. it's a scream in their ear. It's yeah, that makes me not want to watch your shit. Because yeah, I'm no, not at scared. all. You know, that sounds unpleasant. Imagine just be like passing out. You're watching like some your favorite streamer. It's 3 a.m. You like half your eyes open. You're like, Ugh. and then all of a sudden there's like some blood curdling scream. Unsub. Sad emote. Sad emote. Report. No, don't report. That's mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. So five minutes of phrase is good. I'm really trying to dig deep because I feel like every time I say horror game recommendations, I always like fly off the cuff. I'm like Resident Evil 2, you know, like just random shit well, that sure. every list on the internet's going to say. And that's why I like saying Costume Quest because not a lot of people have heard of it. I appreciate that. And what are your thoughts on the Amnesia Collection? I'm going to go into it blind. I literally know nothing about the franchise at all. And I'm thinking that's two or three games. I reviewed it. I believe I gave it... Uh, no, you know what? Fun fact. If you go to supergamesite64.com, we have a whole ranking article of every game in the collection ranked from best to worst. So, or worst to best. So, Doug, if you want to find the objective best Amnesia best game Best one play, and start there. You'll yeah. Go there. I don't even remember what the list is because the thing about Amnesia is they're very they're three very different games. First off, it's more like two games and then one game that's actually like an hour. There's Amnesia, The Dark Descent, which is the first amnesia game old school victorian you're in like a creepy castle exploring then there's amnesia justine which is a spin-off of the first amnesia same setting but he plays a different character um and then there's mm-hmm. amnesia a machine for pigs which is a uh oh right it takes place in more of like this uh, once again old school like victorian england but you're walking through streets you're going through like these mechanical more mechanical buildings uh different like uh factories and stuff and then you're always being chased by these Big ass pigs. So really, if you want to start with an amnesia, you just either do Dark Descent or Machine for Pigs. The truth behind Amnesia's story is at a certain point, if you stop collecting the notes and you stop really thinking about it, you're not going to know what the fuck's going on. Uh, and okay. that's a problem, too, at some point. Don't be afraid to look up a walkthrough because a yeah. lot of that stuff you get like you'll do the first or second area and you'll be like, where do I go? What do I do? What item am I looking for? Why can't I find a way forward? Because there's never like an objective marker or something. Um, right. I like Amnesia. But I feel like it's one of those games that came out was very scary for its time and is not as scary. Like, you'll still get a jump scare or two out of it. But playing Amnesia post the Amnesia hype, I was definitely, I'm not going to say unimpressed, but I was not cringing in my seat like some games can make me do. Not a lot of games can make me feel like actually spooky scared. Um, yeah. But the ones that are at least effective in some of their horror stuff, I can be like, ooh, this game didn't do any of that for me. Speaking, speaking, because I'm going to forget. Of games that will scare your socks off. Um, oh shit, this is what I want to hear. Uh, Layers of Fear 2. Layers of Fear 2, or Outlast 2. Um, I believe I brought up Outlast 2 before. Outlast 2 is for those people who are like, oh, I need to see some real fucked up stuff to be scared. Um, yeah. And at a certain point, I, yeah, I think I've said this line on the show too, it deals with like fierce evangelical Christian religion and that kind of like, stuff where you're like a kid who was hanging out with a priest so there's that kind of like oh lord yeah but outlast one is straight up like a insane asylum uh 
Layers of Fear 1 and 2, I just say 2 because I think 2 is the better game. Layers of Fear is a game that's all about, um, hey, you're not actually, you don't know what you're doing. Like, well, that's a bad way of putting it. It's a game that makes the player feel that they're actually going crazy because the the whole crux of it is the, the world's always changing. Things are appearing behind you that weren't there before. The easiest way to put it forward is the, the first Layers of Fear, you're a painter, going crazy, going insane, trying to finish his uh, grand masterpiece, his magnum opus. And so a perfect example is like you walk into a room, there's a single door that you walk in, there's a, uh, a window across the room, you walk across the room, look out the window, the window slams, you turn around to run out of the room, and the door you came in wasn't there. It's not there anymore. Now there's a giant bookshelf. You turn around to look at the window, there's no more window. Now it's a different door that leads down a really dark hallway and is creepy as So it's that continuously. Yeah. Layers of Fear 2 is that, except you're an actor who has been told by a mysterious director to come aboard this old Titanic-ass-looking ship to film a weird movie. So it's almost like you're moving through movie sets, and there's these mannequins that are all propped up, but then you also have that kind of spatial distortion you see in the first game. Layers of Fear 2 is so good. It is so good. I gave it a 9 out of 10 when I reviewed it. Damn. Awesome. If you're a fan of nautical horror as well, you'll enjoy that. Um, and if you're for some reason somebody goes, I don't like video games, but I'm going to be getting a new system, you can be getting or you can buy Observer Redux, which is a uh, it's like a cyberpunk detective horror story, but it's made by the same people who made Layers of Fear. So it's uh, it's really good. But that's going to be exclusively, not exclusively, because the older versions on PC, PS4, Xbox, but Observer Redux will be on Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 at launch. So there you go. Yeah, fucking Xbox and their names. I saw an article recently where people on, or no, once they announced uh, the new system, Amazon had a huge influx of people buying the Xbox their one. current generation. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they thought it was the next gen one. And it's like, oh man. So yeah, a lot of people are going to be disappointed or sending in refunds. Life hack. Call it Xbox Two. And if you're referring yes. to the Xbox Series X, call it the new Xbox Digital. Like, because okay. there is no other Xbox that is a digital only. So that gets rid of your Xbox Series S bullshit. And then if somebody goes, hey, what Xbox are you playing? You go, Xbox 2. Um, you know, there is no Xbox 2. So they'll have to reasonably go like, oh, is that the sequel to the Xbox One? You go, you got it, buddy. You exactly. got it. Um, God damn it. And then if you have a PS5, just call it a PS5, you know? So, the Xbox 720. Look, I will take all the bullshit naming conventions that Xbox will throw at me if it means that I don't have to buy games twice and the games aren't $70. What are you doing, Sony? I'm not paying $70 for uh, De Demon Souls. I will, but I'm going to be upset about it. Uh, we should yeah. talk about this in November when I have like actual information to throw behind my bias that I like Xbox more. I, it's fair. That's the thing. I, I'm obviously everyone knows I'm a PlayStation guy, but there's a few things oh, about Xbox both. that makes me jealous. I want, I like Game Pass. Okay. And there's also this bit of technology I want to talk about. I saw, we just recently had Trisha Hirschberger on the podcast. Yeah. She was streaming a sponsored stream for Verizon, yeah. showing off the Galaxy Note, uh, or the S20 or goddamn That sounds like a nice phone. phone. I, my God phone that I'm rocking is a Samsung J7 from 2001, I feel like. <laughs> no, I mean, probably though. This thing is so old that the Android is like the Westworld season one Android. It's uh, not good. <laughs> no worries. It's the one she is. Uh, she was debuting was the Galaxy Note twenty, and yeah, this thing was insane because it basically like replaces your need for an Xbox console at all because you can pull up Game Pass on your phone. You can use it. Uh, you can Bluetooth connect a controller to it, and then you can cast that screen to any screen you want. Or there's even a USB or USB C that you can use to then go to HDMI. It's kind of just amazing that it's just like why would anyone buy an Xbox when you can have your phone do all the heavy lifting? The cat. I mean, well, because cloud streaming is cloud streaming there's plenty True. of reasons to buy a system regardless here's something's gonna blow your little mind the whole casting uh -oh. thing is not yeah. on mine but this i made the joke that my phone is like from 2004 i can run forza horizon 4 at 60 fps with no lag besides when my network hiccups uh That's no impressive. problem so this what he's saying game pass unfortunately i have to get game pass ultimate which i believe is 15 bucks a month to get it on mobile okay but you can have an android phone that cannot play like the new games like everyone's like did you play elder scrolls blades on phone i'm like bro i can barely play candy crush this phone right. that can barely play candy crush can run xbox one games i played that was the litmus test i did forza horizon 4 and i was like all right the graphics are nice i can see how they refresh it 
because occasionally it'll be weird, looking weird. It's besides the point. And then I went sure. on Halo Master Chief Collection, did anything. I just said, matchmaking all. Throw me into whatever's going to be the hardest thing. And I played and got like three headshots in a row in an online ranked match on my phone. And then I said yeah. in the text chat, lol, I'm playing on my phone to just piss off people. <laughs> but so like, for real, if you only, ha- if you're like, oh, I really want to play Halo Infinite, but you don't have either money to buy a system, money to buy a game, but you have an Xbox controller, you can pay for 15 bucks for a month and then just turn around your Android phone. Also, rumors are that that service will be coming to um, iPhone soon enough. So I wouldn't wouldn't doubt yeah. it. And it's just a crazy time to be alive. And what kind of technology is that? Um, what the fuck? imagine if you just took your phone out and like five years ago and just flipped it around. You're playing like Gears of War or something. People are like, what the fuck? You know, like it's serious. There used to be there used to be rumors of a system called the Phantom that could play every system's games. And that made you able to play the different systems together. Now we get cross play between Fortnite on our phone and like your friend's PC that's like 7000 years away. And we're like, uh, could be better. You know, we become so <laughs> jaded that we're like, 100%. I really wish that, you know, Xbox had every game that PS5 has because there's only three differences. I'm like, oh, man, it's we're not talking about Spooktober stuff at this point. And so, no, that's the thing. Buy can, what you uh, want. Maybe we can segue off of that. And maybe we could talk about the games we've been playing recently. I feel ah. like it's been a, a couple months since we've had you on. Um, I have or maybe just perfect. weeks. Yeah. What have you been playing these days? Oof. We're gonna ooh, and we're gonna shift it up again. We're, right now, we're doing almost better than silence, but we're gonna go all the way back to last year's Halloween episode. Well, it was one of the Halloween episodes, I believe. It was called "The Melon Heads Are Drinking Beer." Yes, you're. I know exactly what you're talking. Yes, about. it was a great episode with me, Whitney, Doug. Uh, we talked about cryptids, so we'll be almost better than Cryptid Cast for now. Cryptids, of God course. Here no, we go. Doug. It's anytime you have me on your show, you're like, Matt, you want to come on my show? I'm like, I'm gonna hijack the <laughs> shit out of this. He's not. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, I hope it is. The it is. last time we talked about all sorts of things. We talked about, I think, something in Pennsylvania. That well, I, I can't remember. We talked about the melon heads. Oh, I can't remember either. Yes. But I just want... We okay. definitely talked about the melon heads. So, it'll come around. Trust me, people. Don't forget. I fired up Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year Edition. Red Dead Redemption 1, not 2. All right? Okay. And for those who don't know, Red Dead Redemption, the Western open world game by Rockstar, originally released in 2012, I believe, uh, has an expansion called Red Dead Undead Nightmare. Uh, it is hailed as one of the best DLCs of all time. I have heard it's good. I know it has zombies. It's just Western Wild West with zombies. Uh, so I was like, shit, I've never played it. I have it. I think it's on Game Pass or maybe I got it from Xbox Live Gold, something like that. I fired up Undead Nightmare. Um, how long to beat.com said it was like six hours, which is a great resource, by the way. If you're ever like, hell yeah, if you're indecisive, you're like, I, I don't know if this game's gonna be 40 hours or five hours, just go to how long to beat.com. I've been using it for years. Fantastic. User generated it too, is- so you get an idea. Super handy. Um, anyways, so I'm like, yeah, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare 2, or Undead Nightmare. Well, fire it up. It's, it's Red Dead with the characters you know, John Marston, trying to help his family out there in 1911, really buffing out as a Wild West. Suddenly, Zombos. They're here, they're, they're really mad, and they, you gotta find a cure. Uh, for those who played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, there was a very long rumor that you could find Bigfoot. Or Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I remember Somewhere this. out yeah. in the woods of San Andreas, you know, that people searched for years, years to find this furry virtual creature. You know, some people might have put more effort into finding the GTA San Andreas version of Sasquatch than people who actually go out and search for Sasquatch, which right. I'm going to say this publicly. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, in all reality, game developers, throw us a fucking bone, make it a little easier than real life. Yeah, correct. That's the joke about San Andreas. That shit's not in there. Um, I, oh. I just want to say publicly, I, I, I kind of I kind of low-key think Sasquatch is a real thing. Not because I believe that, you know, whatever cryptid slash there's chupacabras running around, but everywhere you look... I feel like I've said this before as well. Everywhere you look, uh, there is a Sasquatch legend. Whether it's the skunk ape of the southern U.S., it's the Appalachian Mountains. Is the Appalachians of the Yeti? Or is that like out in Nepal and stuff? But you have legends of a ape creature or a humanoid creature covered in fur in almost every major continent going back to before intercontinental communication was a thing. You know, everywhere you look, there's a Sasquatch. There's a Sasquatch, a Sasquatch legend. Yes, and so Sasquatch. You know, I I like to think that it might be real. So in (laughs) Undead Nightmare, coming around to it, 
there is a quest where there is some half-blind hunter out in the middle of the tall trees region who swears that there are Sasquatch in them hills, and you need to go out and kill the Sasquatch in them hills. And you know what? They're fuck, they're Sasquatches in those hills. And fuck yeah. Yeah, so right? And so as soon as you pull out your shotgun, your revolver, whatever you happen to have ammo in, because ammo is definitely a resource you need to scavenge and collect in Undead Nightmare, You once you pop one of those off in them Sasquatch buns or you go for a head squatch shot, you know, you, yeah, it's like, good, you got to get five more. <laughs> spoilers. Holy shit. Spoilers for Undead Nightmare. Uh, it's old as shit now. So once you finally track down the last Sasquatch, he's crying. He's. I was gonna say, wh- why aren't these like Sasquatch trying to come up to you and be like, you you don't have to kill us. Well, uh, well here's know. the thing: is because every time you see them, they're just like walking through a trees, doing that profile thing of that very you know classic Sasquatch picture where they kind of like you caught them in the act. Exactly. Of like, oh, I shouldn't even have right. Seen exactly. You. So you just pop them because you're like, yeah, Sasquatch. Bah. And then so you get up to the last Sasquatch. He's just humped down, crying. John Marston comes up. He's like, die, you foul beast. And he's like, human, why have you done this? And then the Sasquatch yeah. be- starts. Sobbing talking about how him and his his kind have lived in the hills for thousands of years and that uh, some crazy guy is going around killing them and he's the last of his kind and john marston's like uh you eat babies because that's what the crazy dude told him and the the sasquatch is like kill me human whatever makes it happen i don't want to live here anymore and i was like rock star I even got an achievement called Six Years in the Making, a reference to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas when I killed my first Sasquatch. I'm like, why'd you have to make it so sad? And then so yeah. as I walked away from the Sasquatch, my girlfriend goes, aren't you going to kill him? <laughs> oh, my God. And that's the super cryptid cat. I just wanted to say that I, I've been looking for... <laughs> aren't I, you going to kill him? I've been, I did. I shot the shit out of him. I've been looking, I mean, you have to. I've been looking for games that like actually have cryptids. I know there's some. There's got to be, you know. But like the fact... I was... Play Undead Nightmare. If you really have a hard-on for shooting Sasquatches, seek a, ther- a therapist, first off. And then second, sure. play Undead Nightmare. Holy shit. It was just so funny, so sad. And I was like, only in Rockstar's world they, they do they take a Sasquatch hunting mission in the cheekily ha- uh, zombie-themed DLC and then make you feel like a genocidal maniac. Classic yeah, that is Rockstar. unfucking believable Thank you for sharing that one, because that is one hell of a side quest I would have completely, you- like walked away from i've been like i can't complete this i it's the funniest thing is it completes and you get the thing you don't have to kill him it's like completed yeah that's the quest and so i was gonna walk away and just be like that's fine there's one sasquatch left hopefully he can find something but that's what he he won't even be able to reproduce he's just fucked he's gonna go kill himself it's sad and that's what i found out that i learned that day that is if my girlfriend says aren't you gonna kill him i I guess i kill him i don't know i don't know how far that extends please doug do you have any like sort of i don't know like urban legend doesn't have to be cryptid but it could be some sort of like dark some spooky okay the closest thing i have uh that i don't think has come up on the podcast is like a local amusement park (gasps) near where i grew up and i have a perfect name for this too okay local amusement park this it was a place called dreamland park and i feel like i don't even know that much about it the reason i'm even Sounds aware ominous. of this fucking place is because a band named themselves after it It was like during oh, the cool. old days of like hardcore and post-hardcore yeah. where it was just like screamo and shit name yourself after band, the amusement park why not well, yeah or the, yeah there was parkway drive and like all Hell these other yeah. very popular bands exactly so i feel like they were uh going off of that vibe and they named it dreamland park and i was like oh what's the story of dreamland park mm-hmm. and apparently it was literally maybe Five minutes from my uh, house growing up. Classic. And it's back in the middle of the woods. It was, uh, I think, family-run little thing. And during, like, maybe the 70s or something, it was semi-popular. But eventually, it got shut down. It became more or less just, like, an abandoned uh, amusement park. And I'm pretty sure the reason I bring it up on our Spooktober episode is because there was there, this whole story. The reason I think it got shut down is because this guy took his girlfriend uh, there late at night and eventually... They got, like, there was, like, a gang of bikers that came by and just, like, totally messed with them and ended up murdering them. Classic. And it was, yeah, I'm not even kidding. And it's just super fucked up and dark. And I feel like that's the premise of that band. And their their music was good. I don't even think you can find it online, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, Dreamland Park, it's such a a sad story for, like, a couple that died at the hand of uh, drunken bikers. Before. In an amusement park. An abandoned amusement park. Before I get into my somewhat related but not as spooky amusement 
amusement park thing. I just want to, if you are looking for music online, go to MissedOutRecords.com. Missed Out Records, Ooh, there baby. It is. Missed Out Records. Every time I come on this show, I love to give Dougie a, a nice long back pat for his sexy <laughs> album. It's so, or not album, it's your label. My bad. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, well, it's Screamo, too. And hard. if you're like into punk, true punk, like that good shit, you know what I'm talking about, boys and girls. You Hell should yeah. definitely check out Missed Out Records. Um, I appreciate that. Dreamland, you know, Dreamland. Go and re- forever live out your dreams. Rest in peace, baby. But uh, <laughs> I, so I don't have. It's not spooky. But jumping off the amusement park thing. If you're a fan of HBO and you maybe subscribe to HBO Max, uh, there is a documentary that just came out. Guess who it's narrated by? Guess who? Uh, I'm gonna guess Dracula. Okay, you know what, you cheeky son of a bitch. <laughs> it's it's voiced by one of our favorite. I can't say one of ours, but one of my favorite voices on podcasting, John Hodgman. John Hodgman oh, fantastic. narrates, yes. uh, it's a documentary called Class Action Park. It is about uh, Action Park, which was a, a we'll call it an amusement park, uh, more like a water park theme destination uh, that was out in the ski slopes of New Jersey, and it was run throughout the 1980s, and basically, imagine a water park that's run by teenagers, most of them drunk or high most of the time, unchecked oh, by damn. any supervision, there's no official rules for the park. Uh, and all of the rides and attractions, which feature uh, mountainside rapids, um, a a water slide that literally does a loop and reaches up to like eight G's of force, which is not good. Uh, those what? things are created and were not tested by engineers. Most of them were tested by throwing dummies down there and then paying off kid employees to take the plunge and see if it seriously hurt them. Uh Action Park got shut down in the 90s because... Understandably. (laughs) I don't want to spoil the documentary, but let's just say people got a little bit more hurt than uh, broken necks. Uh, And broken necks were stuff that were kind of like common occurrence. So if you're somebody who likes the vibe of 80s movies like Stand By Me and other 80s stuff, and you like theme parks, check out... Class Action Park. Also, if you're familiar with Johnny Knoxville's somewhat failed, but you know, all right movie, Action Park, um, it's based on that. Act, or not Action okay. Park, Action Point. Action Point yes. is the movie by Johnny Knoxville. It's based on Action Park, which was a real location you probably would have died to if it died at if you went there. But seriously, it's like an hour and a half. Really, real good. It's an HBO Max original. That's why I bring up HBO Max at the top. Uh, it's good. Yeah, amusement parks you might die at, but they're both shut down. So, so I guess if you want to be scared in the past, thinking about maybe dying at an amusement park, it's a reach, but that's something you could turn on that's scary. Fair enough. Do you have any, I feel like, I feel like movies in general in the year 2020, for reasons that are obvious, have not been, you know, very, very, uh... Uh, there's not been a lot. <laughs> there's not yeah, a lot I'm of- far removed from the scene of the movie verse. So you don't have any uh, Marvel movies coming out. You know, they're all pushed. So most of the horror movies, they're not going to survive. I'm just curious if you've heard of anything recent. I've seen, you know, like bubblings of like, there's an ad for a movie called Alone. And there's, you know, uh, Haunting of Hill House 2, which is called Haunting of Bly Manor. Those things are coming out on oh, Netflix is that one towards the end of the month. But I'm just curious if you know of any like, horror shows or TV movie, or maybe you saw some on Hulu or Netflix or something recently that's like horror that's newer. I know you're not a fan of horror stuff, so I'm really asking uh, the wrong guy. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I am the wrong person, and I don't even know. Cause the, so here's my extent of knowledge. Is near a horror game or no? Near? Near is a J. Near. Uh, near is a, I don't know how the original Near, but Near Automata is like a sci-fi, I would say thriller. It's more like introspective. But no, I played through about 20 hours of Near Automata, and I have not been scared or thought it was violent enough to warrant even a horror sub-tag, so. Okay, because I've never even played it, and I just, I want to get around to it eventually, and I was wondering if there's any kind of horror under elements, but apparently there's like a, a mobile game coming to the West later. I'm not sure if it's this year or next, but uh, Near Reincarnation is on the horizon. I was going to try to segue, but that. it wasn't spooky at all. Near Automata <laughs> is, it deals with some, kind of these big philosophical things that some people might find scary. Like, some people find space very scary, you know? Or, oh, or sure. they find the unknown scary. What what lies beyond the afterlife? And Near Automata deals with androids, who, some who might think they're human, and kind of this existentialism about, like, what is consciousness? What is life? Are we in a simulation? And that kind of stuff can be horrifying if you really let yourself stay up at night about it. But 
like yeah, there's totally. not going to be like an android five minute freddy's thing that pops out it's like Bleh! like that's not that's not what you're getting into fair enough so yeah there's no real horror element to it but at least for fans of that franchise you have something to look forward to on mobile there's no real solid release date but it was uh, announced i in just a live know stream. that like i'm sure this episode's gonna be releasing sometime in october i feel like we might have another one we do actual like halloween celebration which at that point oh yeah i'll have some solid recommendations off the cuff that's what I mean. I'll have played some of the spooky like, games we were talking about for the stream. I'm going to I'm gonna do this. I'm going to say The Outsider, which is also HBO. And here's the reason I'm going to say it. I have not watched The Outsider, but I have read the book. It's a Stephen King book. And it, the story is that there's this little boy who is brutally murdered. Sad, sad. Very spooky. Um, and they've got this guy that they, they have. And they're like, yeah, he definitely did it. The problem is, is that even though there's physical evidence, they have him uh, in another place at the same exact time. So it's kind of this like doppelganger is people who they say they are Stephen King. But it's it's built on the foundation of almost like a crime thriller. Like you don't jump into it and you're like, ooh, yeah. ghosts and spookies. Like it's it's a slow burn horror. It just recently got made into a TV show on HBO and it features some pretty big names. You got like Jason Bateman in there. I love me some Jason Bateman. Oh, damn. Um, oh, God, I'm going to forget his name, but he was the antagonist of Ready Player One. He is a really good actor. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. He's in there. Uh, he plays okay. the main cop. So if you're looking for something that might be, it's creepy. It's not like supernatural on the front. It's a little bit more like a mind hunter from what I understand, you know, like investigative uh, mystery. Try pop on The Outsider. That'll probably keep you up a little bit. That's all I can recommend that's completely out right now that I know has been received well. And I know the story, having read the book, that it's somewhat worthwhile. And it'll definitely get you that Spooktober fix. Beyond that, though, I can't think For of. Sure. I can't really. Watch Haunting of Hill House on Netflix if you haven't yet. Doug, have you watched that? No, I have not. I was also going to say, wasn't Stranger Things season four going to be coming out I around like now, but then COVID delayed it? I mean, watch Stranger Things season one again. Fuck it. Watch yeah, th- one through three. It watch was the so summer good. of 84. That's a movie I haven't seen yet, but that's a horror movie that takes... Ooh, I watched Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark not too long ago. That was a few months ago. That was an all right movie. It's, you know... I think... I'll try to f- get my hands on a Goosebumps game. Bro, that holy fun. shit. There is a Goosebumps game that is available. It, there's a new one. Uh, it came out. There's like 60 bucks, I believe, that is a remake of the VR game. Don't buy that. Don't buy that. I was going to say. There I, is yeah. something. I think it's just called Goosebumps the video game. It's out on Xbox One, PS4, maybe Nintendo Switch now and PC. But it's a Goosebumps okay. And it kind of takes the uh, vibe of, you know, choose your own adventure, Goosebumps stories back in the day. And it plays out yeah. like a, not a point and click adventure game, but almost like a seek and find. You're going from screen to screen. You're not even controlling a character. You're kind of just like moving from one screen to the next, looking and, and searching for things. Uh, I remember it being good enough that I turned, after I beat it, I went back and I beat it again for like some sort of speedrun achievement. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm somebody who grew up in the 90s loving Goosebumps. I would bring Goosebumps to school and read, like, almost every single one. So maybe there's just a nostalgia factor for me. But if you maybe have, like, a kid or you're looking to tap into that nostalgia of 90s, I believe the game I'm talking about should only be, like, 20 bucks, 25 max if they're trying to push a new price on the Switch. But that is similarly something that should give you the horror spookies but not actually, like, jump scares and not actually cause you to not be able to sleep, you know? I like Very to balance. Cool. Yeah, that sounds up I like my to alley. balance Halloween <laughs> between fun scary and scarring scary. You know, I feel like you get those in haunted houses too. Like you, you never know what you're going to get when you go to a Halloween haunted house, which aren't a thing this year. I'm sure they're doing haunted drives and like hay rides and stuff. Oh um, God! But you know, yep. you never, you're never sure if you're going to get some group of like teenagers who just have on like wacky makeup, or some like 35 year old dude who his whole entire thing is horror makeup, and he really wants to touch you, and he's he's in his he's oh, no. in his character. You know, it's your fault for being weird about how much he's touching you in the haunted house. So I feel like virtually, Ugh. I want to offer that same amount of uncomfort and then like nostalgic fun uh, for for people's spooktober suggestions. I love Halloween. Very good, dude. That's what I mean. I do, too. I'm so glad to have you back on the show. I feel like we scared our listeners enough for one yeah, episode. Probably. We're going to have to have you back before Spooktober yes. ends. But thank you for joining us. Let's maybe do some plugs and wrap this one up. Where can our listeners find you on the internet and your podcast and your websites? You're a busy guy. 
Yes, I am. Uh, if you want to see the personal side, of, not the personal, the professional side of me, if you want to read uh, reviews that I write, I just posted a review of an indie game called Metamorphosis. There is those articles I mentioned, the best games to play on Halloween, um, the Amnesia. Is that a Kafka thing? Uh, yes, it's a it's an adaptation of the Franz Kafka novel, The Metamorphosis. <laughs> but instead of becoming a giant bug, you play as a salesman named Gregor who one day awakens after partying and turns into a small bug. And then you have to find this, it's like a psychedelic adventure. But it is a Kafka Neat. thing. I'm very glad oh, you brought cool. that up. Uh, if it sounds interesting, it's a first-person game. You play as a bug. If it sounds interesting, play it on a system that isn't Xbox. So that's, you know, read my review Fair if you review. want. But holy shit, that Xbox version has some bugs. Uh, not, not the glitches. <laughs> Besides the main yes, character. I, okay. The name of my review is Metamorphosis Review, A Buggy Adventure. Anyways, there's Love other it. articles. Uh, that is supergamesite64.com. If you want to listen to my podcast, unfortunately, we're on a break right now. Um, so there's no topical new stuff. But if you want to listen to old episodes, we have old Spooktober episodes that should still be evergreen. We have old Christmas episodes. And we have our uh, annual Game of the Year, Best of the Year awards. You can go listen of those it's super gamecast 64 gamecast is one word uh you can find that itunes i don't know where do people find podcasts spotify sure. all over there yeah i kind of just like yeah. years ago was just like internet take it and for whatever reason because i did it like 15 years ago before podcasts were really a thing my podcast just exists in places i didn't even know it was before uh so you, exactly. you should be able to find it and then if you want to get deep 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 into the personality of, of mr matt owen you can find me on social media at sgc 64 matt on Twitter, uh, I post a lot of like really pretty video game pictures, but that's at SuperGameSite64 on Instagram. There, I'm places. Hell yeah, you know, go find the man. It's a it's a good follow. I recommend it. And listener, if you give us uh, or if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. Uh, mainly focusing on Twitch.tv/slash ABT Silence. Nice. Uh, streaming every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come hang out if you're free. Uh, playing a whole variety of games playing fucking everybody's golf fall guys cod believe it or not uh yeah it's just insane so just come see what we're playing and see if you want to hang out and chat and missed out records the aforementioned plug uh by matt i appreciate that uh check out my record label uh lots of emo screamo math rock bands from around the globe uh got all sorts of cassettes and vinyl available at missedoutrecords.com. but that's gonna do it for this week we will be back next week thanks for joining us matt see you guys no next time bye